Guys, it's Baptism Sunday. We're going we're gonna to celebrate uh, some folks uh, who have recently decided to enter into the joy of the Lord. we got the presence of God with us today. Let's celebrate together. Uh, if you guys stand up so we can sing together. Come on. the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging seas. Our God, he holds the victory. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There is joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place, and we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. We sing to the God who heals. We sing to the God who saves. We sing to the God who always makes the way. Cause he hung up on that cross and he rose up from that grave. Our God still rolling stones away. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. Because we were the beggars. Now we're royalty. We were the prisoners. Now we're on and free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. Lift it up, church. Come on. Because we were the beggars. Now we're royalty. We were the prisoners. Now we're on and free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. Come on. And we won't be quiet. Come on, shout it out. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy, surely in this place. We won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. Come on and shout it out. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy. God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. Oh, 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 we shout out your praise. 
and amen. Good morning, Westgate. How's everybody doing today? Are you excited to see what God has done in the lives of a lot of people this morning? You can go and have a seat for a second, but we are really excited. It is Baptism Sunday here at Westgate. And if you're a first-time guest here, well, that just means we baptize a lot of people who God has clearly worked in their lives, and they have given their lives to Jesus, and we are so excited to hear about that. Um, but again, if you are a first-time guest, thank you so much for choosing to worship with us this morning. We want to get to know you a little better, so please take the time to check out the Visitor Center out there. Got some cool stuff for you, and we want to know how we can pray for you, so please also take the time to fill out those prayer cards if you got one. I think they're in the pew in front of you as well. And check out the awesome app. Got a lot of really cool stuff going on at Westgate and there's um, tells you how, how you can get more plugged in, more involved. Um, yeah, it's great stuff. We also got a little bit more um, c- coming up here at Westgate, so please take the time and check out the screen. Point to the right one this time. Good morning, Westgate Chapel. It is so good to be here today and great to be gathered as a church family. My name is Julie and I am on the worship team here at Westgate. We've got a real quick reminder this morning. Are you brand new or new-ish to Westgate? Then you are invited to our party. Join us for the New People Party on November 12th after the second service for lunch. Meet some of our staff, connect with other new people, and learn a little about Westgate. Sign up at westgatechapel.org events to let us know you're coming. We can't wait to meet you. If you're new, the best way to connect with all that we have going on here at Westgate Chapel is to download the Westgate app today. Visit westgatechapel.org app and take your next step to connecting with our Westgate Church family. Thanks again for joining us this morning. We hope you enjoy the rest of the service. Awesome. Thank you, Julie. And now it's my favorite time. Go ahead and stand up. And if you see someone you don't know, say hello and shake their hand. Teach them a cool handshake. There you go. Teach someone a new handshake. Can't do anything without you. 
when sorrow comes to steal the joy I own. When brokenness and pain is all I know, oh, I won't be shaken. No, I won't be shaken. That's right. And my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. No! That's right. Washing no longer has a place to hide. Oh, I am not a captive to the lies. I'm not afraid, come on, to leave my past behind. No, oh, I won't be shaken. No, I won't be shaken. And my fear doesn't stand a chance. When I stand in your love My fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love My fear doesn't stand a chance When I stand in your love Oh, there's power that can break off every chain there's power that can empty out a grave. Do you believe it? There's resurrection power that can save. Oh, there's power in your name. And there is power in your name. Oh, there's power that can break off every chain. There's power that can empty out a grave. There's resurrection power that can save. There's power in your name. Power in your name. And my feet doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My feet doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My feet doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. As one body, let's declare that force together again. Come on. Oh, my feet doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My feet doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My feet doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Oh, when I'm standing in your love, nothing can stand Let's give a shout of praise to the Lord. Amen. God is good. God is good. You may be seated.
We, uh, we're going to take our morning offering here in just a moment, but we have got such a great and exciting morning of worship together uh, as we're going to be baptizing uh, f- uh, 15 people total between our services this morning, 13 in this service. So we're just excited to be celebrating all that God is doing in people's lives. They're surrendering their hearts to him. And so uh, we're going to be worshiping and celebrating with all of our hearts. But first, uh, we want to take a moment to pause and uh, take our morning offering and just offer this this time of worship to the Lord. So would you join me in prayer? Father, we thank you um, that you have given us this place where week in and week out, we can gather together to worship you. Father, you've given us a family and a community to be a part of. And we're so thankful for that, of like-minded people who love you, who, Father, have surrendered their hearts to you, but they can also challenge us and hold us accountable as we seek to grow deeper uh, roots in our relationship with you and have an impact and a reach in this community throughout the world so that more people would know your son. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be a part of a community like this where, Lord, you are the center. We give all of our worship and our praise to you this morning. And as we take up our offering this morning, we recognize everything that we have comes from you. And Lord, we want you to take the offerings that we will give back to you and multiply them. Multiply them in the lives of people who are coming to know your son in this community and throughout the world, especially, Father, in the relationships that we have with people that need to know you. So we love you and we thank you for this time to worship you this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If uh, you are on the center aisles, you'll see buckets that are there. We're gonna grab those and just press those out to the sides as we take our morning offering. And then we'll get started here in just one second. Well, as I said, we have a lot to be excited about and uh, to celebrate this morning. Uh, But one special thing that I want to point out this morning is that we have here with us in this room the longest running member of Westgate Chapel. And I don't know if you know this, she had a birthday this past week. Nina Patton is here. Nina, where are you? I see you over there. Turned 102 on Friday. Happy birthday. Uh, We got a chance to talk before the service and what a blessing to serve the Lord all of these years and to experience so much of his goodness. So happy birthday, Nina. We are thankful that you're here worshiping with us today. You know, and uh, as she and I were talking as the service got started, uh, before the service got started this morning, what a blessing to be able to serve and to worship Uh, the Lord all these years. And that's what we're doing this morning. We're going to celebrate 15 people who've made that decision to give their hearts and their lives to Jesus. Isn't that cool? So awesome. 
15 people this morning are going to publicly profess that they are placing and have placed their trust in Jesus. Now, when I say that, there are probably a couple things that come to mind. When we think about putting our trust in Jesus, I think the thing that most often comes to mind is that we are trusting him for our salvation. That's like the big emphasis that at times in the church gets put on this idea of trusting Jesus, that I trust in him and he saves me from a life separated from him so that one day I can go to heaven and be with him forever. But trusting in Jesus, that is an important part of the story, but there is so much more to trusting in Jesus because it's not just just trusting him for salvation for the future, but when we trust in Jesus, it's about trusting our very lives to him every moment of every day in the here and the now. When we read in scripture, Paul would have spoken of it this way in Galatians 2.20. He said, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In other words, what Paul is saying to us here is this. He says, I've given up everything. I have given up my trust being placed in anything and everything that this world could offer. I give up my trust in idols. I give up my trust in material things. I give up my very trust in myself and even my trust in human saviors. Literally what Paul says to us is, I have put all of those things to death. I see them as worthless. I know that they will all pass away and they will all always fail. But what he says is that I place my faith not in those things, but in Christ so that I may receive Christ. And I want you to hear this morning that this is a big, big deal. I've been thinking a lot about that this week as we have elections that are approaching uh, this next week where we're going to be voting on various laws that will govern our land. And next year, we're going to be voting uh, on people that are going to lead our country. And one of the interesting things is that as I look at all of these things that are coming up, I think one of the things that is so difficult for us is that we often so easily turn our trust to human saviors than truly putting our trust in God and in Jesus himself. I can remember a number of years ago during one of our presidential elections when Christians didn't see things uh, necessarily going their way. Their, for many of them, their man was not going to be uh, elected into office. And I, and I can't even begin to express how disconcerting it was to see on social media how many Christians were like not only deeply lamenting but turning to hateful remarks towards people that voted or thought differently than they did. There was a sense of almost hopelessness that was emanating from many Christians during that season. And I began to wonder, who have we really put our trust in? Who are we trusting in? Are we trusting in the Lord or other people? Because the last time I checked, the one who causes kings, kingdoms, and nations to rise or fall will still be seated on his throne no matter who's elected or what law is put in place. Amen? He will still be on the throne. He is the one ruling over all. And you see, trusting Jesus for salvation, that's the easy part. Trusting that he is guiding our lives every single moment of every single day, no matter what circumstance comes, that's the hard part. It's the part that we wrestle with. It was no different for, the, for God's people, for the nation of Israel, when we look in the Old Testament. In 1 Samuel chapter 8, Israel uh, is going through a season where they were being led by various judges that were, were in the land. And Samuel was one of those judges. 
And Samuel was, as the passage tells us in 1 Samuel 8, was growing advanced in age, but also as he was advancing in age and maybe his years were coming to an end, the nation of Israel also saw that he had a group of sons who might possibly take over, but that who were dishonest, were out for themselves, did not have the good of the people in mind. And so their fear began to take over, their fear of what the future would hold. And so rather than thinking about turning to God, what do they do? They decide we're going to turn to the idea of we need a man that will lead us. And so they go to Samuel and they say to him in in chapter 8, they say, we want a king. Give us a king like all the other nations have that will rule over us and that will lead us. And Samuel, feeling all the feels that go with that, goes before the Lord and begins to lament and say, you know, gosh, uh, look at what they're doing. They're asking for a king. But the Lord reminded him of something that was so important. He said, Samuel, it's not that they're rejecting you. It's that they are not trusting in me. It's not about you, but it's about their lack of trust in me. They're literally rejecting me. And God goes on to tell Samuel to go to the nation of Israel and tell them, look, I'll give you a king. I'll give you exactly what you're asking for. But I want you to be very aware of what's going to happen when you trust in human kings. And he begins to give them this list of things that would happen, that he will take your sons and daughters for himself, that he would take their fields and the grain that they had worked so hard for, that he would take their servants and their flocks, literally the best of everything that they had. And he says, and when you have experienced your king to the full, you will cry out to me because of what you're experiencing and your unhappiness and your lack of fulfillment but the Lord won't answer. You see, Israel, as they hear this, were stubborn in their hearts, and they believed wholeheartedly that it was a man, a human being, that would be the best to lead them. And so that's the choice they made. And they would go on to learn a very difficult lesson. They got the kings that they asked for, but they always failed them. They always left them wanting more. And I want you to hear this this morning, that trusting in sinful and limited men or women to be the ones who will give us hope will always leave us wanting. No matter how much they promise to give us, they will always take far more. But here's where the difference lies. While human kings take from us, What we understand from the scriptures is that the king of kings gives and he gives lavishly. Paul not only says that I have have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. But he also says the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, the reason that we trust in Jesus for salvation, but also for our every hope in this life is because rather than taking from us, we are reminded by the scriptures that he has given us everything and does give us everything that we need in this life, this side of eternity, in order to have hope, fulfillment, and peace that we have always longed for. He provides everything we need. And the great thing is, is that he will never fail us. I don't know if you know this, but he will never turn out of office. He will always sit on the throne of heaven, and he is the only one who can guarantee a life now and for eternity that is filled with the hope, peace, security, and fulfillment that your heart longs for. Why? Because he gave and still gives 
everything for you. Rather than taking, he gives. And the scripture tells us that God sent his one and only son into this world that he would give his very life so that you could be reconciled to God. Those who are being baptized today are publicly professing this truth, that they have placed their trust and their faith in Jesus for salvation, but they are also trusting in him with their whole lives. They're laying down their life, everything that this world has to offer, literally putting it aside as dead, being crucified with Christ so that they can receive Christ himself laying down their lives as he did for us, that we would receive Christ. Before we hear stories, though, this morning from each of these individuals and we get to hear about what God has been doing in their life, I want us to take a moment and to pause to remember all that Christ has done for us as we take communion together. Hopefully, as you walked in this morning, you were able to grab uh, communion elements. If you didn't, our ushers are going to be coming forward, and uh, if you simply will slip up your hand. They can uh, pass out to you some communion elements. But I want us to pause this morning and take communion before this time of baptism because it is a reminder to us, as the scriptures tell us, of all that Christ did on our behalf so that we could be reconciled to him in a right relationship. So that not only could we experience the incredible gift of salvation for eternity, the promise of heaven, but so that we could experience all of the hope and joy and peace and security in this life today, now, every single day. And that was purchased for us through Jesus' death and his resurrection. As we come to this time, one of the important things that we do as a church is that we wanna take time just to reflect and recognize that what Christ did on the cross is that he died for our sin. He took the penalty that we deserved of death, physical death and spiritual death. He took that penalty on the cross for us so that we could be reconciled to God. And one of the ways that we worship him when we take communion is to pause and to say, is there any sin, is there anything in my heart and life that needs to be confessed to him so that I can worship him well? And we wanna take just a few moments of silence to pray quietly wherever you are, to allow God to, uh, to speak into your own heart, to ask, is there any sin that is unconfessed between me and God? And to use this time to confess our sin, but to worship him and thank him that he gave his life so that that sin would be taken away and we could be in a right relationship with him. So let's pause in silence for just a few moments and worship and reflect.
1 Corinthians chapter 11, the Apostle Paul, as he reflected on the night before Jesus died when he uh, instituted the Lord's Supper or communion, which we take this morning, as he instituted that with his disciples, Paul spoke these words. He said, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. As we take this bread, it is a reminder to us that Jesus allowed himself to experience the punishment that we deserve for our sin and rebellion against God so that we could be restored to him. What greater love is there? Let's take together. Paul continues and he says in the same way that Jesus also took the cup after supper, saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you drink, eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. I want you to think about what he says there. This cup is the new covenant. A new covenant that if you would place your faith and your trust in Jesus and his death and his resurrection, that you don't have to earn or work your way to heaven but through your faith in him that you can receive that precious gift of salvation and is given to you freely. Let's take together and worship him as we do. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be reminded today of the precious gift of salvation that we have been given. Lord, we thank you that when mankind rebelled against you, that you just didn't look at us and scorn and decide I'm done with them and toss us to the side. But your word reveals to us from the Old Testament through the new, this beautiful story of how you have continued to pursue us to the point that you would send your very son into this world to die on a cross, to take the punishment that we deserve so that we could have eternal life and be reconciled to you. Lord, there is no greater love that we have ever experienced or that this world could ever offer to us than what you have offered and you have given it freely. And the beautiful part, Lord, is that you are our King of Kings and you are our Lord of Lords, the one who seats enthroned, who is seated enthroned in heaven. And you look on us with such incredible love. <laughs> and you see us and you call us to be your own. Father, I pray that our understanding of who you are and the depth of your love for us and what you would do to save us, God, would cause us to fall more deeply in love with you. That not only would we trust our lives for you for a future salvation, but recognize that that salvation is for the here and now. That we would trust our lives to you every single day putting to death the things of this world and living for you, experiencing all that you have designed for us to experience in relationship with you. We love you and we worship you together. It's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen. 
Well, one of the exciting things that we get to do this morning is you're going to get to hear from uh, each of the 15 people. Two of them were baptized in our first service this morning, but you're going to get to hear from all of them a little bit of their story, the kids, the teenagers, and the adults. And so uh, I'm going to invite out our kids ministry director, Marlena Burrow, to come with the kids. And would you welcome them as they come? That was a very warm welcome. Awesome. Okay, give these guys a really big round of applause because they're being super brave to get up here and do this. And we have a lot of our kids' ministry kids up in the balcony. So, hey, guys, let me hear from you. There we go. We're excited. They get to come in here because we think it's really important that they witness this, that they see um, these other kids standing before you all and being really brave to stand up here because even I get nervous sometimes and you guys, so it's important that they're in here to see that. So we spent, um, and actually Miss Deneen, one of our kids ministry directors, she spent four weeks with you guys, three, four, something like that, in our kid faith class talking about what does it mean to truly believe in Jesus and to have faith. And so each one of them went through this class with their parents, and then they sat down with us, and we got to hear their incredible testimonies. Today, I'm going to ask them four questions, and so they're going to answer that so you get to know them a little bit better. So first of all, tell us your name and how old you are. I am, Na- I am Nathan Just, and I am 11. Everybody say hi, Nathan. And Nathan, if you didn't know, is related to uh, Pastor Adam Just and Sarah, who's on staff with us, so that's super exciting. Uh, Tell me something that you like to do for fun. I like to play sports and read. Play sports and read, two very good things. And what's something, if you could tell all of these people in this room, what is one thing you want them to know about Jesus, what would it be? That Jesus died on the cross for your sins so you could go to heaven. Awesome. That's true, right? Yeah. And what is one verse that's meaningful to you? Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Awesome. Thank you so much. Everybody give it up for Nathan. Okay, tell us your name and how old you are. My name is Anna Carter, and I'm 10. Everybody say, hi, Anna. (laughs) Anna, tell us, what's something you like to do for fun? I like to play soccer. Soccer. I've heard you're really good at soccer. Way to go. Awesome. And what is one thing you want all of these people to know about Jesus? That he loves us and he died on the cross for everyone. Everyone? Including Pastor Rob? Yes. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Everybody, everybody. And me. You know, we all got it. Uh, Tell us, what is one verse that's meaningful to you? Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Six, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Submit to him and he will make your path straight. Awesome. Thank you. Give it up for Anna. Okay. Tell us your name and how old you are. My name is Vivian and I'm eight years old. Hi, Vivian. Vivian, what's something you like to do for fun? I like to play sports and draw. Draw, awesome. What is one thing that you want all of these people to know about Jesus? Jesus died on the cross for you, for everyone, and no matter what, he loves you. Oh, that's true, right? Yep, I love hearing that out of kids' mouths. And what is one verse that is meaningful to you? John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Awesome. Everybody give it up for Vivian. 
Okay, tell us your name and how old you are. My name is Gracie Zimmerman and I'm 10 years old. Hi, Gracie. And if you didn't know, uh, related to Pastor Rob, his daughter, so that's also super exciting. Um, could you tell us what's something you like to do for fun? I like to play softball, read, and hang out with family and friends. Awesome. And can you tell us what's one thing you want all of these people to know about who Jesus is? Jesus died on the cross for your sins so that you could be saved. Yep, he did. And can you tell us what's one verse that is meaningful to you? Psalms 139, verse 14. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. Mm, thanks, Gracie. Everybody give it up for Gracie. Okay, tell us your name and how old you are. My name is Daniel Mazzano, and I'm eight years old. We say hi, Daniel. Okay, Daniel, tell us some... Got some fans up there. Uh, Daniel, tell us, what is something you like to do for fun? Play with this one. Play with your sister, which we talked about the first hour. That is rare. So Jesus is working, right? We love it. Uh, tell me, what is one thing you want all of these people to know about Jesus? Jesus died on the cross for our sins. All right. Everybody's sins or just you? Everybody. Everybody, right? And what is one verse that's meaningful to you? 1 Peter 3.36. For Christ suffered for sins, once for all, the righteousness for the unrighteousness, that he might bring you to God. He was put to death in the spirit, but in the flesh, but made alive by the spirit. Awesome. Everybody say thanks, Daniel. Okay. Tell us your name and how old you are. I am Lily Mazzano, and I am 11 years old. Hi, Lily. Lily, what, tell us something you like to do for fun. I like to lay on my bed in my room and play a game on my Nintendo. Me too, me too. I love it. Especially the bed part. Anything sleeping is great. Uh, can you tell us what is something you want all of these people to know about Jesus? Well, I would like them to know that he died on the cross for our sins, even though he didn't deserve it. Yep, you're right. He did. And tell us, what is one verse that is meaningful to you? John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Awesome. Everybody give it up for Lily. Give it up for all of these friends who are super brave to come out here and to just, they're so excited to get baptized today. So make sure you cheer extra loud for them, okay? Thank you. What's up, everybody? How are we doing? Yeah, you can get excited, come on. Uh, I got some middle schoolers up here. Um, they're awesome. They're great people. And so first what I wanted to do is I want to ask them a couple questions. Um, and they're related to food uh, because I feel you can learn a lot about somebody about the kind of food that they eat or don't eat. Okay. And so first, well, before we get to the food, what's your name and what grade are you in? I'm Layla and I'm in seventh grade. Yes, Layla, also known as Lele. Um, she has a couple Lele Slay Slay, a couple nicknames. Um, <clears throat> yes. Uh, okay, and so, Layla, Lele, um, what is one food that you can't live without? Sushi. Sushi, okay. Who loves sushi? Raise your hand. Okay, all right, that's weird. Um, do you, 
Do you like the cooked sushi or like the, the raw sushi? Both. Both. Okay. That just, yeah. That's gross. I can't do it. But, hey, it's, it's for you. It's great. Um, okay, now the second one. What is one food that you're, you're never going to try? Caviar. Caviar. Okay. All right. Two fish things. It's interesting. So uh, caviar is like, that's the eggs, right? Yeah. Okay, so that comes out of the fish. So, all right, yeah. none of that. No. All right, okay. That's gross. <clears throat> I'm with you on that. Okay. All right. Um, so, a little, about, a little bit about what you like, what you don't like. And now, the big question, okay? Can you share with us why you decided to follow Jesus and what that moment looked like? So, basically, I was in, like, kindergarten. I was, like, six. And I was learning about it in school. And I just decided I wanted to, and I wanted to follow Jesus. So I just, like, prayed with my mom. It's amazing. Yeah, I love it. Um, and so, Layla, why do you want to be baptized today? I want to, like, show everyone that I love Jesus and I want to follow him. Great, amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, Layla, you love Jesus. You want to follow him the rest of your life, yes? Yep. Yep, amen. Praise the Lord. Let's give it up for him. Yes, awesome. All right. Cool. Okay. This young man, uh, what is your name and grade, sir? I'm Nando, and I'm in sixth grade. Nando in sixth grade. There we go. Um, first service, I'm embarrassed just a little bit. He said he was in 11th grade. So we put his age and grade. He kind of like mixed it together. Um, it was funny. Uh, but sixth grade, he's awesome. He just uh, started... Precious Payton in middle school. It's been great to get to know him. And so, same question for you. What's one food you can't live without? Chocolate chip waffles. Chocolate chip waffles. I tell you what, man. You need those in your life. You need them. Cool. Yep. Um, okay. What's one food can't live? I mean, you're not going to eat. You're not going to try. Caviar. She's caviar. I mean, they had the same answer for what they're not going to eat, and I agree with you. Caviar, never touching it. Have you ever even smelled Caviar. No. Me neither. I don't want to smell it. My dad said it's really bad. It's really your dad? Okay, I'd believe him. Um, okay, Nando. So, why, um, can you share this, why you decided to follow Jesus and what that moment looked like? Oh, um, I followed Jesus because I feel that's just, like, right. And I was in my room. I just, like, woke up, and I was kind of bored, so I started reading the Bible. And then there was just, like, this one verse that stuck out to me. And, yeah, I prayed to God. Pray to God to accept Jesus into your life. Yep. That you're going to follow him forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Awesome. Amazing. And so you're going to trust Jesus for the rest of your life. He's, he's the one you're following. Yep. Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Give it up for him. Give it up for him. All right. And now, Pastor Rob and the adults. Oh. Of applause again. Would you guys encourage them this morning? We're super excited. We've got uh, six adults here uh, that are being, we're bapt- are being baptized this morning, two of them that already were, and uh, I'll let you guess which ones those are. But um, we're excited uh, to be able to hear, uh, again, just a little bit of their story. And uh, they got to spend three weeks together in our baptism class uh, talking about baptism, but also just talking about sharing their own personal story. So I'm excited for them to share that here with us this morning. So would you uh, share your name uh, with everyone? Uh, and then also tell us, uh, if you would, a little bit of your story. What led to your decision to follow Jesus and why do you want to be baptized today? 
Hello, my name is Cassandra McKinney, but I go by Cassie. Uh, I'm a freshman in high school, and I accepted Jesus when I was five years old. I've continued to grow my faith through um, church activities and my homeschool community and quizzing. And one thing that led me to get baptized was my choir teacher wrote a song using Mary's song. And the words are, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in my Savior. I am here to publicly proclaim my faith to everyone today. Awesome. All right. So my name is Carter Webster, and I have grown up in the church my whole life. I've attended here since I was born, and I was fortunate to grow up in a family that spoke of Jesus often, and I accepted Jesus in my heart at a young age of five, and so these past 13 years have just been me learning more about God and just falling more in love with him every day. Uh, but there was a season in my life where I felt kind of stagnant in my faith and distant from the Lord due to some struggles I had with anxiety. But thankfully, the Lord healed me from that. And so the past one or two years, I've just been learning to have how to have a fire for the Lord again and how to say yes to him. And so that started this summer with going to the missions trip to Costa Rica and also now volunteering in the middle school student ministries and felt called that baptism was the next thing I had to say yes to. So. Awesome. Hi, um, I am Marsha O'Connor. I go by Pepper, some of you know me. And um, I was baptized when I was a baby, I think six months old. Um, I was born into a Christian family, and my family all believed. But after a while, after all the kids came and all of that, it, crisis has started to happen. People didn't handle it well. And, I really didn't have anybody to talk to. Um, I was always going to church, but um, I came home from church one day. I was eight years old, late boomer. And <laughs> I said, um, God, I, I need you. I want you in my life. I need someone to talk to. I'm turning my life over to you. And my life got good. And if I ever had any concerns, I would go to God and he would take care of them. So, that was great, and I continued with that, although during my teens and maybe my college years, I strayed a little bit, but I came back, and um, God sent me the best husband in the world, and it was the first time that I ever felt safe with another human being, and we had 33 years of marriage, um, and then he died, um, and then my mother died, and then I broke my hip, but... It was a tough time right then, so I really got to develop my faith. And I had a friend of mine who I was having a tough time last um, um, Good Friday, uh, the last one we had. And she said, come to Westgate Chapel. We have a lovely um, Good Friday talk, sermon. And I did. And I loved it. And this is what I'd been praying for. I want this. And this church is what I was praying for. And I was able to come to church. I've been here ever since. And I've really wanted to get baptized again. And I love you all. And thank you. Hi. My name is Marie Ramsey. My, my story starts 20 years ago. I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I was scared because I had just lost my mom to it. And I was worried about what would my family do without me. I prayed. 
and prayed. And God, to get me through the surgery, well, the day I went into surgery, a lady from my church showed up. I didn't know her, but she had been through it six months before me, and she gave me very much encouragement. I came through the surgery and then went through chemo, lost all my hair, went through radiation, which my life was saved, but the only thing was we lost everything due to all the high medical bills and everything. We lost our home, our car, everything. I mean, we had to start all over. I was a teacher, so during the summer when I was off, I took a part-time job. I worked at a restaurant, and I had a, a young man that worked there. He was a busboy, did the dishes, and he, we talked one day, and he said to me, he goes, I got an old van, he says, you can buy. I'll sell it to you for $900, and you can only just pay me whatever every week when we get paid till it's paid off. I knew God had sent this young man to me. I bought the van, so we had a vehicle to get around so I didn't have to walk. And everything was going well until 12 years later, my marriage of 39 years ended abruptly due to an unfaithful husband who committed a serious crime. I was worried about going to church, figured people would look down on me, but I had called my pastor and he came and sat with me and he assured me that the church wouldn't look down. One of my friends at church told me I should sit by her when I come back because she's a black belt in karate and she would protect me. <laughs> and she made me smile. So everything was going well. And it was like I needed something, something else to do. I had started doing training to be a lay leader for the Methodist church. So I had prayed to God and God talked to me and told me, why not finish your studies? So I did. I went back, finished my studies, and became certified as a certified servant and a lay leader for the Methodist Church. I worked side by side by, by my pastor, along with the children and the adults and different things, and I really enjoyed it. The only thing was, when I went home at night, I was all by myself again. So I continuing to pray to God, and I asked him, I said, God, I go, what do you want me to do? Am, am I to be lonely all the time? Well, no, God brought me another husband. The only thing was, two years into our marriage, he died of COVID. Again, I'm back praying with God continuously and doing my work with the church, which is fulfilling my life, but the nights were still lonely. So I asked God again, and God brought me Glenn. He has been the best thing ever. We start our day every morning with devotions before we even have breakfast and our morning prayer. And we end every night with a prayer together. There is so much love in God's love in our, in our marriage. When I was 13, I was confirmed, and I was given a Bible verse to go by, and I have lived by this all my life. And it's Psalm 143, verse 10. Teach me to do your will, 
for you are my God. Let your good spirit guide me. And today, this is the reason why I want to be baptized. My name is Brianna Chandler. Unlike a lot of you, I didn't grow up in the church. But even yet, my faith and belief has always been there. My grandpa Davis was always a huge light in my life, showing me just how it is to walk with God in close relationship. My cousin, Riley, was diagnosed with cancer at a very young age. Through her battle, she kept her faith to the very end. My grandpa also followed her and kept his faith, where mine was unsteady. Both have passed within a few years of each other. Their unwavering faith helps solidify mine. I have been thinking about getting baptized and taking the next step of faith for a while, but I never had the confidence or felt like it was the right timing. Now, with the new stage of life of getting married, moving into an apartment with my husband and away from my parents, becoming members in the church, it's time. Good morning, Westgate Chapel. My name is Aronica Spaulding Bivens. I am from a very small town southeast from Macon, Georgia, called McCray, Georgia. I'm guessing this will pro probably be the, most, the first and the last time you'll only meet someone from McCray, Georgia, being that it's just a little dot on the map. I am very proud of my humble beginnings. My dad, my mother, my grandmother, my sister, and I all lived in the same house together. My mother passed away when I was seven years old from childbirth. So my dad and grandmother raised me till I was 14. And at that time, my grandmother passed away. So my dad sent my sister and I to Toledo, Ohio, and that's why I'm here. Uh, let's see. My grandmother provided a very rich and deep religious background for me. Beginning from the beginning, she taught me about God's unconditional love and his goodness. Also, she made me aware of repentance. I have learned to praise God through the good and the bad times. As the song goes, he walked me through fire and pulled me from many flames. While in nursing school, I had surgery, and then after that, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to have children, but God had another plan. So I have three lovely children, Sarah, Shelley, and Aaron Jr. I cannot be more proud of them and my grandchildren, Dan and Lily, who stood here today to be baptized. So I'm here to show my commitment to Christ and my faith publicly to my fellow, fellow Christians and friends here at Westgate Chapel. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Aaron Bivens, and during the first service, uh, my wife, Ronnie, she, she said this morning before we left home, she said, I'm going to try to get through this without crying. She almost made it. <laughs> but then she just whispered to me, I made it through the whole thing. <laughs> so it's good. It's a very uh, happy and emotional time for us. Uh, my walk with God uh, began when I was a very small child um, with my other nine brothers and sisters. came from a very large family. And it started with uh, my father. My father liked to, to drink a little bit. 
but actually he liked to drink a whole lot. And as I got a little bit older, he never once told me not to, not to do that. But I kind of decided on my, my own, and from what I observed from him and how bad it was, I decided I wasn't going to do that, which was a, a good thing. Now, I remember as a young child, even today, one thing that my father would do. Before every meal, he would offer this prayer. Blessed are the pure in heart, so they shall all see God. And I, I still remember that. And that was a, a wonderful thing. Now, on the other side of that coin, my mother, she read her Bible every day. She prayed every day. And you could always find her in the kitchen cooking and listening to spiritual music and gospel music. And I was always hanging around the kitchen because uh, I could get a little extra with all the 10 brothers and sisters. And she would always send us off to church whenever she, she could, and she had that opportunity. Now, I was baptized about 46 years ago. And I remember back in the early 80s, my wife and I, we were uh, driving somewhere, and a car came left of center and hit us head on, and our car was totaled. And I believe because of the grace of God that we came out of that accident relatively unscathed. And in the mid-90s, I was on my way home from work one rainy night, and I could see a car approaching, and it was just weaving in and out of traffic. And I was thinking to myself, you know what, this isn't good. And I remember holding on to the steering wheel very tightly, and sure enough, by the time that vehicle got close to where we were, it sped out of control, spun out of control, and shot right in front of my car. And I hit it, hit that car uh, broadside. And I held onto the steering wheel so tight that when I opened my eyes after a, a brief second, the steering wheel was kind of turned like this. And again, I believe that was the grace of God who protected me through that accident. And I just had a few bumps and bruises. So that brings us to this day when our grandchildren, Lily and Dan, expressed that they wanted to be baptized. Of course, we were very excited. But they told me, they said, you know, I'm very nervous. I said, well, don't worry about it. It's going to be okay because I'll get in the pool with you when you get baptized. And I said, I will get baptized again. And they said, okay. So it worked out great. And I think this is something that they'll remember for a long, long time. Amen. Amen. That is great. Praise God. And praise God for all of uh, the things that God has been doing in your life leading up today. Would you again uh, just thank them for sharing this morning with us? I guess you can go ahead and head back. As we, uh, 
As we prepare for baptism this morning, the way we love to do baptisms is to sing songs of praise and worship to the Lord and lift our voices. And then as each individual is baptized, I just encourage you to shout out and to celebrate uh, what God has done in each of their lives as they publicly proclaim that here this morning. So would you pray with me as we, uh, as we prepare for our baptisms? God, you are a good, good God. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing in each of these lives. Thank you, Lord, for the very young faith of the children that are going to be baptized this morning. Lord, you told your disciples that what they needed to have was the faith of a child, a faith that would look and just trust and know that you, God, were going to care and provide for them. Thank you, Lord, for that that's being expressed here today. Thank you, Lord, for the testimonies that are being shared from each of these individuals of the beginning of their journey with you, but Father, their desire to publicly profess their faith in you and that continued journey and the continued growing in you and trusting you every single day. We pray, God, that here in this moment this morning that you would be glorified and that all praise and glory and honor would be yours. We pray this together in the name of Jesus, amen. Would you stand please and worship with us? This first song, it's a new one. And it's a mover, okay? It's a clapper, all right? We're, we're celebrating today, right? So y'all ready? Are you sure? All right, let's do it. Come on. Those movers, come on. Repeat after me. Let everything, let everything that has breath, that has breath, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let I'll praise on the mountain. I'll praise when I'm sure. I'll praise when I'm doubting. I'll praise when I'm numbered. I'll praise when surrounded. Because praise is the water. My enemies drowning. As long as I'm breathing, I've got a reason to praise the Lord of my soul. Praise the Lord of my soul. I'll praise when I feel it, and I'll praise when I don't. I'll praise because I know. You're still in control. My praise is a weapon. It's more than a sound. My praise is a shout that brings Jericho down. As long as I'm breathing, I got. Hey. 
Because the God of the mountains is the God of the valley. And there's not a place your mercy and grace won't find me
is our testimony right here. Taste it and see. Oh, there's nothing. God is good. Well, I want to thank you for worshiping with us today. It has been such a special day uh, to hear all these proclamations of faith in Jesus. And I want to share with you this morning that if you have never made that decision to trust in Jesus, we would love the opportunity to talk to you about that. If God's been moving in your heart, uh, our prayer team will be up here this morning. Bob, uh, one of our elders, also Wayne, uh, will be just up here on the side. I would encourage you to come and talk with them. If you have any other prayer needs that you would like prayed over this morning, you can come forward and meet with them as well. Uh, but I would also say to you too, if you have never followed the Lord in baptism, maybe you're one of those people that's put your faith in Jesus over the last few weeks here at Westgate, we would love for you to take that step, reach out, and we would love to set up that time with you. Now this morning as we go, there are a couple things we're going to do to continue celebrating. One is this, out in the... Uh, uh, atrium, we have got a photo booth that is set up for families and friends to take pictures. But right next to that are two tables with a bunch of jars on them and the names of all those who have been baptized. I would love to ask you to stop by and you can write a special note of an encouragement or a scripture verse to encourage them as they continue in their walk with Jesus. It's a special gift that we will be giving to them. So please be sure to stop by and do that. And as we close our service this morning, let's go with the excitement of what God is doing in our midst, in our lives, and worship him well this week. God bless you, church family. We'll see you next Sunday.